1: Welcome, everybody, to Supernatural The Crossroads on Rainman Digital Crossroads 003. I am your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me today is Michael Flores. Yellow, yellow. And unfortunately, Ryan is absent yet again. But
0: yeah, I don't who know. needs him?
1: Fuck I, him, I don't right? know what's up with this guy.
0: <laughs> I don't just, know what's up with him.
1: He just shows up when he wants to. He, he plays with our emotions is what it is. Yeah. He likes to at least.
0: He's our Nick. He just pops in whenever he wants. <laughs> he surprises us. We're usually upset and disgusted by him. <laughs> That's Ryan's place in this show.
1: But he's like oddly charismatic and you want to just keep watching because something's going to go wrong. Yeah, you
0: want to give him that chance because you you kind of believe him a bit and, and then, you know, all hell breaks. Loose. And then you're
1: like, I don't know what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we are missing this week. Ryan is not here, but we will move on without him, so that we can talk about Supernatural Season 14, Episode 17, Game Night. There's a lot to talk about. It's it's surprising how much was in this episode when you really look at the amount of new information, uh, build up, delivery, and payoff all within the same episode. Dude, I
0: like build up and payoff all in the well, same. Well, who ep- doesn't? Yeah, you know, all, know, what all else the same are you time span? For I mean, uh, what? Huh. <laughs> Can I get the number to your your? Yeah, no, I'll take. It. Okay. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Right, yeah.
1: So this one was written by Meredith Glynn and directed by John F. Showalter, and it had a lot of suspense. She did a great job sowing the seeds on early in this episode and bringing those elements from previous episodes into this one, using it all to create an episode that felt like there was a lot of tension. That we were just kind of waiting for the powder keg to go off.
0: Yeah, I think all of us knew how it was going to end, and we were just waiting for it to do it. We're like, okay, when is it going to happen? We know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Jack, just let's pull that Band-Aid off. It's going to happen. Let's just right. do it.
1: And, you know, it had to, right? We're in the last quarter. I think it's, it's kind of helped compartmentalize this season by doing those quarter reviews where we look at the first five, then six through 10, 11 through 15, yeah. and now we're at the yeah. last chunk of the show and with Jack now being kind of the primary, he really is the only thing left after this episode, it seems, but they've been playing with the Jack concept going dark side since his introduction last season. And really for the first time, we had a little bit of an allusion to it previously, but now for the first time we've seen him finally go there with his violent murder of, Nick not that Nick didn't deserve it that's a that's an opinion piece I have later in the
0: show oh, he definitely deserved it
1: but it was violent something that I don't think Jack we've known that we've seen of him would have done before and that obviously unsettled Mary but it was a, it was a good kickoff to where we need to take things but beyond the narrative aspects we had perhaps one of the best CGI Visual effects scenes in the last several years. Two, three years.
0: Yeah, and then not to say the visual effects aren't fantastic, but that's how good no, this scene this, was.
1: This was amazing. That tear in reality to the empty. Oh god damn. And it. seeing Lucifer was was so boner inducing.
0: Dude, it's everything we've ever wanted. How many times have we said enough with the with the uh with the meat suits. Let, yeah. Let's see them. Let's, see, it, the let's see their essence, you know, manifested in a physical form. Let's see them and look, look what it does. Yeah. It sold that entire scene.
1: Yeah. Seeing him a mixture of the humanoid with wings, traditional look of an angel just covered in this black murky ink. Like he can't quite escape the pole of this place. The, yeah. the, the obsidian color. To everything while his light the of lucifer the Lightbringer, tries to burst forth but the empty still consumes it
0: are you writing a, a, a novella right now i am like, right th- now it was <laughs> it, that oh, was some fucking, great
1: prose that was fucking beautiful dude i loved watching it and it was jaw-dropping as that portal and the noises and the sound effects everything worked it, i was like fuck this yeah. is amazing
0: uh, it, but uh, it makes me want that more. I
1: want it all the time now. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you can do that again next week, right?
0: But that's how we are as like Supernatural fans. We're never happy. We're like, I want that again. I <laughs> do want it now. Again. Do it for a whole episode. Yeah. I don't care if it cost you $25,000 a, $25, a second. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I want it again.
1: Dude, it was, that was fucking awesome. Dude, I
0: was, I got giddy as fuck when I saw that. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. This is ex- exactly what we've been asking for. Yeah. Since the introduction of, What the darkness darkness, really yeah Yeah. we said let it let us get something primordial it doesn't need to be a physical form all the time
1: shifting ooze that takes that that fills the void of our our own imagination it was just great but as beautiful and amazing as that scene was it does seem like we kind of closed the chapters on nick for sure and lucifer can we really say for sure well as much as we could, well, we can't. I mean, as, they kind of called as themselves Nick out. calls himself out, you know, no one's really dead.
0: <laughs> that was a bit of a like, cop out. You don't, don't need to t- remind us that. Hey, Come don't, on. Don't say it out loud. It's one of those things. Like if we you know, fart in public, you don't need to say knows it was you me. Farted. It smells. Yeah, we know that you're the source of the funk. You're the you only other to one to in the it. elevator. We know it was you. You don't need to
1: fucking call it out. but But it does propose some questions about, yeah. well, then what's left? Where do we go from here? it brings up other continuity things such as why would the cosmic entity have no issue with Lucifer running around rampant and awake yet Castiel was such a thorn in his side, its side, whatever
0: it is. But I'm thinking that it's all hell is broken loose. Just, it's just chaos. I, I feel like, it, and we can get into that. We're going to get into that later during the show, but I feel like they, they awoke an entity that should have been asleep for another Forever. millennia. Yeah. So who knows what waking him up has done? Maybe it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Maybe it's weakened the power that holds people there that keeps them asleep. The fact that Lucifer can communicate through the prophet. I mean, there's got to be reasons behind that. I'm sure they're going to, they're going to strengthen those ideas or explain them. Give us some clarity later down the road.
1: They have to, right? Especially as we come to the end of the road, sadly.
0: Yeah. And we also
1: had the teased potential death of Mary in the last cut to black, Sopranos-esque five seconds. That really was Sopranos-esque. It was, dude. And there's, you know, it's kind of hard to say because it looks like something bad happened to Mary. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to say that that would ever be the end. That it would be this off-camera thing. Yeah, Yeah. It's not something that you can just brush under the carpet and be like oh yeah she's dead don't worry about it like yeah
0: they're not gonna charlie certain
1: characters from game of thrones and charlie from supernatural you can't just do that
0: yeah we're not gonna find her in the bathtub the next episode she's dead
1: yeah but the, the important part is that he actually attacked mary maybe not intentionally doesn't seem intentional honestly
0: man i'm hoping it's something like twilight zone ish like he couldn't control his power and he turned her into something like unnatural you know what oh, I mean the, be, the, like ooh. maybe gave her no eyes and, and mouth something just that you can't fix exactly something like just corrupted and just fucked up ooh that could be interesting I, I think that'd be a far better effect on the audience than if he simply just acted accident- oh accidentally I got knocked him. over
1: and yeah I had this gash on my head but I'm totally cool <laughs> although I do like how they've been far more serious about head injuries this season between <laughs> between Dean and you gotta be careful Sam Like they've, they've, their skulls are like a Faberge egg at this point, but at
0: least they're acknowledging it. I like that. 14 years in like, Hey guys, (laughs) you know, the human body is fragile. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also
1: had Castiel stumbling upon the Samulet the second with the Chuck God communication device, I guess, which is a little, it it brings up some questions. Castiel wanted to phone home. Oh, Jesus. It does bring up some questions about continuity and how does that work in comparison to the previous Samulet or what Chuck has said himself. But obviously with the end in sight, we very well could get a season with the return of Chuck and Amara. And I think with the end of the show coming up, it seems like the most prevalent way, or most prominent time for them to return.
0: It wouldn't really make sense for us not to.
1: Right. If you just end the show and they never show up again, I'd be like, you yeah, frankly,
0: you fuckers. How dare you he he. just comes back for the final episode to sing a <laughs> song again. <laughs> but that was such a good scene. Well, that was good. That I was amazing. I'm just saying Dab likes to bring old things back and use it again. He'll just do I, that. I,
1: I don't know why. It's just it's here. Well, <laughs> this is my show writing.
0: I don't know what I did, but it's here.
1: <laughs> but we do have a lot to discuss with this episode, so we're going to get right into it. And the beautiful primary moment of the show and obviously the main element of the narrative this week was the return of Nick and his just barely there successful return of Lucifer. Yeah. And it's, it has to be said, though, it's been fun to see Mark Pellegrino's performance this year. The little distinction that there was in the beginning between Nick and Lucifer and how through trauma over time that has kind of been boiled down to very little. Change between the two,
0: I like that. a lack
1: of identity, really, which is far more if you were to expound upon that, think about it truthfully, really kind of dark that this person has seemed to have lost everything they were at the beginning of this season. We got a Nick that was afraid that was traumatized, he came off as just terrified in general about everything you don't know what it's like. he saw horrible things, he felt regret. But then it's kind of shifted to being terrified of being without Lucifer, of being alone, that he doesn't know how to function anymore. And that he ended up becoming so weak-willed, so lacking in, in, uh, in constitution in any identity of himself that he doesn't want to live without being Lucifer's vessel again. And that's just dark.
0: And the reason why all that worked for me, because, you know, first off, Mark Pellegrino is, a, is an amazing actor. And I think all of us would have felt a little miffed yeah. if they had him portray Nick as just the same way as he portrays Lucifer and the fact that they made that distinction. But when we watch this episode, he was a lot more like Lucifer. And as the season progressed, we saw a man that was no longer just Nick In many ways, Lucifer left such a mark on Nick that they essentially became the same person. And that's pretty much what they were trying to state in this episode. And it just took time for, Mm -hmm. I think, us as an audience to notice that distinction between the two. It took time for Nick to fully understand this transformation as well. And it wasn't until this episode that we noticed he was exact. He was acting he was actually just like, like Lucifer. Lucifer. It was a bit muted and less animated, but his jokes and sarcasm was Lucifer. Yeah. And I, at first, I was a little bothered by that at the beginning of the episode, and then I'm like, okay, you know what? I understand what they're doing. They're trying to show that he is Lucifer. That he has become this person. That the the, the Nick that was there at is non-existent that he has been essentially assimilated and turned into this person this is who he identifies as Mm -hmm. there was even that moment when he called jack our son and his son
1: and that's really interesting when you think about it because jack was conceived via the president and lucifer nick wasn't even a part of that yeah You know, so for him to have that identification that he is sees Jack as his son, it really says a lot. And the way
0: it kind of fits lore as well. If you you remember, like when angels touch you or touch your soul, it leaves a a handprint mark, a mark on their body. We've seen various things like that throughout the run of Supernatural. So wouldn't it make sense for someone who has been as entwined right, right? With, with a creature of unknown powers like lucifer wouldn't it make sense that there would be some type of mark on his very being
1: yeah it would yeah i mean it's it's he's the proof right
0: yeah so i i dug it i really liked what they did with that and i i just love that we get to see mark pellegrino oh, actually yeah. perform and play lucifer but a slightly different version mm-hmm a more overweight more lethargic one. If
1: you realize <laughs> a, even, a late 40s early 50s. Lucifer.
0: <laughs> well, you realize even the way he he's he's he stands is not it's like It's like kind of slumped. It's it's less it's, he's less confident there's with weight who he in is. the
1: shoulders, the chest is a little more concave. Lucifer is tall and proud. And yeah. I'm going to I'm the biggest motherfucker in yeah. this room. You know, he's the most important person. Nick doesn't carry that, but he's still he's he's trying. He's a a photograph Compared to the real thing in many respects. Yeah. And the way the writer slowly transformed him in front of us, in front of our eyes, was some of the best decisions they made this year, truthfully, especially yeah. as we're getting closer to the end and looking back at everything. That might be one of the most important because that's something, like I said a little earlier, that's powerful. That is a dark concept. Yeah. Not only because somebody has lost so much of themselves that they only identify themselves based on the opinions of others or the desire to be a part of some other person's life that they have nothing on their own is sad. One that I think is honestly probably giving people way too much credit at this point because it's never really been what they've tried to do with this show, but you could argue as a, a commentary about our own world in which we idolize Instagram and celebrity and And all these other people's lives. And we wish we were them. Or a part of of their world. Our identity is based on those connections that aren't real or that have truly no respect for us. You know, how many people are Kardashian fans?
0: No offense, but I mean, a little bit of offense. You know, I would would argue that there could be that statement here, that social statement. Because you got to remember, who's writing this episode? True.
1: Meredith Glenn. If anybody, her and and perhaps Robert Barron's would be the two that I'd give yeah. the most credit to for that
0: yeah they definitely utilize a lot of social elements yeah. and put and put it into their episodes but or, it also place it into
1: their yeah but not just the the sad dark nature that is Nick's complete erosion of identity but there's also the fact that it says a lot about Sam and Dean and Dean in particular this season yeah because Nick so needed to be Part of that connection again.
0: He needed the possession. He needed in, it. In order to feel whole, he needed it. It changed him.
1: Yeah. And the fact that Sam and Dean both have undergone a similar situation and come out still themselves, shaken for sure, but still themselves,
0: says a lot about him. Yeah, but also it made me wonder, because they laid it on thick with those, with the contrasting moments. Yeah. Are they trying to tell us something? About Dean, has Dean changed as well, or was it more about just simply contrasting the differences, you know, showing the differences between men like Sam and Dean versus Nick?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because you did have that moment where Nick was being very Luciferish, mm-hmm. and because of that, it's kind of hard to just take what he says as face value. Because if he's if he's a uh, if he's uh,
1: embodying Lucifer's style,
0: then he's going to be the snake. He's yeah. going to lie and try to do, deceive. But was there some truth to what he was saying to Dean when he said, "Hey, once you've been possessed by these all-powerful beings, it changes, it changes you. you, man." <laughs> That's what he said. It changes like you, a man. Hippie who took
1: you know shrooms?
0: Uh, he was he was doing some uh, Jeff Bridges acting there <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> So I'm wondering, were they just trying to show the contrast between the two and the differences? Because they did that with Sam a couple times in this episode as well. They definitely drove home the point that there is a big difference between Nick and Sam and Dean. Or do we need to worry? Is there something going on? Because if it was just simply an allegory, okay, then that works. But it could also be potentially some breadcrumbs of things to come. Yeah. It could Tie right back into Ryan's theory he had at the beginning of the season. It's true. Will, Will Dean and Sam embrace their destiny? Will Team Free Will realize that they've got to take their rightful positions in heaven and hell?
1: Who knows, man? That's it's good setup, though.
0: The only reason why I even went to that was because we know now that there's a finish line.
1: Man, that's sad.
0: Because it, it, it really <laughs> does. Right. It really does change the entire way you watch an episode.
1: It does. Well, especially because we're down to twenty three episodes left. Truthfully, one season. We're don't already say at. that.
0: I don't even want to acknowledge that. The fucking doomsday clock. I need to be possessed by Supernatural. I'm like <laughs> Nick. Please possess me, Supernatural. I can't live life without you. you.
1: Make another deal and get another ten years out of the show. Yeah, just like someone did back in two thousand and
0: nine. <laughs> I'll kill somebody. Come here, Mary. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you know, Ryan's theory, as you said, now that we have an end date, a finish line, it really does bring his theory back into the forefront for us, or at least those of us on this show. Yeah. Because as we know with the cosmos of Supernatural, the universe as a whole, it is very much entrenched in the idea of balance. There has to be a balance. Honestly, you could say that was all the way back to Kripke, where one brother has to be sacrificed below and one gets to live above now we have, are we going to go back to that only on a greater scale? You know, Sam and Dean have done a lot to save the world. They've stopped the apocalypse a number of times. They've stopped horrible things from happening, but they've done it at a great cost. They've and they
0: melted have... our hearts too <laughs> at the same time.
1: <laughs> and stiffened our what? I mean, oh. they have done a lot of things. To help people, but at a great cost to the natural order of the universe. Billy has called them out on it. Death made comments about it. The Sisters of Fate said you can't just keep fucking things up and doing whatever you want. Zachariah has wanted things to to not go down that route. Bobby in season one says, whatever you guys are doing, you've changed things. Like it's It's different now. I've seen so many more demon possessions way back in season one. They've always been involved in that. And when you look at this episode and the part that Sam played, the writers focused a lot on his frustrations and his hate for Lucifer, Nick, the both of them. It's, it's interesting to see that he is still so hell bent against that. It's still such a fresh wound in many respects, both the Lucifer aspect, but also that he let Nick go, that he, is a constant reminder that he seems to not be able to escape, that he's been a part of Lucifer's, Lucifer's plan I love since it. he was born.
0: I love it. I mean, when I'm watching this episode, I understand his his anger. And I love that they actually brought, you know, they took a beat and allowed us to, mm-hmm. like, stew in that a bit. The fact that that moment when Dean said, hey. Not now. Not now. You're going to stay out of this. Because, you you gotta you gotta realize, I mean his whole life has been engineered by Lucifer,
1: that's such a brilliant move too, way back with Kripke's season five, that everybody in his life was setting him up for this moment for this fate, so to finally escape yeah. that by season five and then only you know nearly ten years later to still feel like you can't get away it's I can understand, like you said, you can easily see why Sam's doing what he's doing, and it feels. It's, it's a reminder that Sam has been run through the mill, and yet he has never once allowed Lucifer's influence to affect him, unlike Nick. He has been through that shit. That was one of the greatest moments at the end of season five was that everything you knew, everyone you've met, every friend you had was leading you to this moment because I put those pieces in place. That's depressing. Yeah. To not lose yourself to despair at that moment and to double down on your resolve, to double down on your faith in your brother and your family and what's right and yourself, even, that takes a different caliber of person, something that Nick is clearly. Lacking,
0: and that's why I feel like the writers, or at least Meredith Glenn in this episode that were was purposely trying to convey that there is a distinct difference, and even though we all know that, we don't need to see it to know that or understand that, but again, understanding television writing when they're reaffirming ideas that we already understand and they're showing those parallels and contrasting the differences, there's a reason for that you know Dean has the ability to keep. Michael under control. Sam, we learned in season five, could take control of Lucifer because Mm -hmm. of his strong will. Sam has managed to take control of his life post possession. He has not fallen into some weird post addiction struggle where he needs, you know, AA meetings. Like this guy obviously has a strength that Nick lacks, and they're brought that to the forefront purposely. There's got to be a reason why they're reaffirming these ideas or reestablishing these ideas.
1: Well, I mean, to your point, what did you just say that Sam and Dean did that others can't? I mean, they both have controlled archangels, where everyone else is afraid of these people, these yeah. these entities. And the fact that Sam and Dean are the chosen ones, as per Chuck's decree, you know, it it could be the reason. It could make sense. They are unshakable they are a constant the book of winchester essentially they have always been able to overcome they've always been able to continue the fight they've always been able to just just keep fighting you know to jared's own phrase always keep fighting it works they are on the terrestrial plane on our earth on on you know earth 616 whatever the fuck (laughs) we call this one
0: i like to call it earth 6969 oh yeah Double the 69. I, I'm pretty sure that's what Chuck titled. wrote down. He titled, he, he we, designated this Earth as Earth as, 69. He, he saw, saw Jensen and Jerry, he saw Sam and Dean and said, This is good. <laughs> this will be Earth 69.
1: As we pull away in the multiverse shot, we see like a little label, like a sticky note that says Earth 6969.
0: That's how it needs to end. <laughs> the ultimate. Some Hitchhikers of <laughs> the Guide to the Galaxy shit. <laughs> the ultimate meta ending of all time.
1: There you go. But. They have always been constants in and heaven and hell both have underestimated them. And maybe they need to assume those positions of power, those that, you know, mythological ending of day and night, the two brothers
0: that can never that that are always at odds because they have to be, not because they want to be. I mean, how awesome would it be if they turned their fate into their destiny and they finally embrace it but control
1: it their own way. Yeah,
0: they embrace it and say, you know what, this is what we have to do. And honestly, when you're dealing with a show that's not grounded anymore, okay, it hasn't been grounded since season three. It's, It's very larger than life. How do you suppose that Sam and Dean will defeat All of these evil in the world. It's it's bigger than just simply Lucifer and death. You're dealing with the cosmos at this point. You're dealing with things. How do you defend yourself against the cosmic entity when he can just do anything?
1: Literally anything.
0: He took over heaven for what? For just to find Castiel and Jack. So I feel like in order for them to have a true way to defeat what's coming, that they're going to have to finally embrace their their fate and turn it to a form of yeah. destiny.
1: I mean, it would make sense. You've got the cosmic, you have probably the most powerful shit we've dealt with. Lucifer is not the most powerful, but he's the iconic textbook villain for the show. Then you have the cosmic entity and Jack, both of unknown limits and unknown potential. So they're going to have to do something different. There's no book of Enochian that's going to fucking help you with this level of shit. Right. You're going to need Chuck and Amara, or you're going to have to do something different. Some, they've been playing with the whole concept of the soul lately. So they're going to need some soul level nuclear warhead magic to, to to continue this fight. And maybe some sort of balance lock and key system between Sam and Dean will allow this to finally end in some respect.
0: And we already know that God and Amara, they're not going to... They're not going to save the day. Otherwise, it would be a terrible way to end the show. Yeah, I mean, will they assist? Yes. But it's going to have to fall on their shoulders. The shoulders of Sam and Dean. Yeah. It does seem like that's where we're heading at this point. When you take everything we're seeing, all the clues, foreshadowing, it feels like they are preparing us for that type of story ender. Or, yeah. I guess, story direction. Yeah. God, that's, that's
1: both awesome and terrifying and sad all at the same time, which I guess which is the hallmark of something worthwhile, right?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: That you can attribute all these different feelings and emotions and concepts to one thing. But you're right. It does seem like they're kind of going in that direction. And perhaps we've kind of griped a little bit about Lucifer, He's done with, we've done that before, let's not do it. But between Lucifer and his influence and his role in Sam's life and Michael and Dean being the prevalent issue this season, maybe those two halves of that coin are being brought into the the story again for that reason. Maybe we have to remind ourselves of the cosmic role that these two are supposed to play in order for the ultimate ending to make that much more sense and and close the book essentially yeah. because it's it's so it's still a bit mystifying to think that the entire purpose of michael was simply to push jack over the edge i i still have a hard time accepting that and i really truly I don't want to believe that this is just another asmodeus to bring gabriel back and wise gabriel back to kill asmodeus fucking Well, shit, the episode was called Ouroboros. Yeah. Fuck. That might be more
0: meta than we realized. (laughs) Yeah, but no, that is a little little weak. That's a little weak. It doesn't
1: make sense. Yeah. It feels, especially with how half of the season, and perhaps the best episode of this season, being Nihilism, the mid-season premiere where Michael's like, I'm going to find God, and I'm going to give him the the finger, you know, all of those things that he was talking about and, and leading to it feels really weird that it would just be that Jack had to just become the bad guy. We needed some reason for that.
0: Yeah, because the the bulk of the story including, you know, narrative motivators, they need to be or they should be isolated to just our core hero Sam and Dean. So it just doesn't make sense to give that type of power to Jack when it comes to story progression. If the entire purpose of bringing Michael in was to just move Jack into play. You should do those types of things to move Sam and Dean around the board. Yeah. Not just Jack. Now, again, if they go back and, and they reclarify the things that Michael did, let's say he's gone, but whatever he did is going to have lasting repercussions that affect Sam and Dean ultimately. And they're the focus of that. Then I'm okay with it. And, And I guess you can argue that Jack, Uh, Is going to have, you know, story ramifications that anything he does will affect Sam and Dean. Mm -hmm. Yes. But this is a big, big decision to make for a character who's not your lead. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, that's... Typically, you don't introduce characters like... You could introduce characters like this all the time. TV mm-hmm. shows do it all the time. yeah. And plot devices work just fine. They don't need to be fully realized characters. But typically, when you do something like that, it has to affect the lead directly. It has to do something to them.
1: Nobody cares about the story in which this character was introduced to affect the side character. And our main hero was just also there. Right. That's That's not that's not a story yes about that main character then so yeah you're right it it can't be simply that it was to push jack over the edge you know the emperor and, and anakin and all that it was part of a greater story it was part of what pushed him over but it wasn't just him it was all these other things that had gone wrong in his life and even that argument doesn't hold a lot of water cuz anakin was the primary yeah the primary character
0: yeah and that's why i'm saying it would make sense for dean not to be not to be completely out of the woods right that you know it it could be anything it could be something like nick said okay you're different now it's
1: changed you
0: yes or even something dealing with how michael was changing monsters
1: or change as a whole there's a bit change has been a part of this season we've seen monsters change and dean has undergone change sam nick himself jack A lot of people have undergone significant change that makes them question, can they go back to who they were or do they even
0: want to? Because you can't really toy with all these ideas of Dean being possessed and potential ramifications and consequences. And then all it really meant to get Jack to be the baddie.
1: Because you know what that leaves us
0: with again? You wonder why we saw that for the opening 12 episodes. Why did we even worry about having Dean? get possessed why did we pose yeah. questions why did we foreshadow things and then it for it not to amount to anything it, it kind of equals um i'd say weak writing yeah and that's why i feel like there's got to be more to that well the thing is there's too, to
1: if you don't have more to that if this was simply a means to an end to get us somewhere else then once again we have a bridge season like season 12 where the ends we're just to get us to the Nephilim and set up the next season and all the events and all the, the to do about the men of letters and Mary's mm-hmm. influence and catch amount to a sack of potatoes. If it doesn't mean anything, because all it meant was that you were getting somewhere else, then your season shouldn't have been that focused on right. that. Or if it, if it does, it needs to better fit. It can't be a jarring left turn And now we're dealing with Jack.
0: Yeah. And before I even complain about anything like that, I will wait till season 15 because
1: we'll wait till this season ends at
0: least Yeah, because there can be some consequences leading into season 15. But if all we get is a bridge season to introduce Jack as a baddie and that's all we think about it, if that's all the whole purpose of the the, the last four episodes, the last five episodes, the last quarter of last
1: year, 25%
0: and then 70% of this season was all designed just to get Jack to where he's at. And you're like, well, that's a lot of wasted story that didn't go anywhere and it didn't really mean anything. So they have to. And honestly, they don't need to go down a, a completely, this complete, fully realized story arc with Dean. But they do, they can, they can simply state, they can state something very simply. Dean's struggling. Yeah. Dean's having issues. And have those issues affect a decision that he has to make. That then creates an issue within our story. That's all. And you can resolve it in two or three episodes. But they do have to bring it back. Otherwise, you're just left wondering what the fuck was any of this about.
1: Now is absolutely the time to bring it back. Because like you said, they could resolve it in two to three episodes. And with Jack going down this route. And. And feeling like he can't control where he's at. And feeling hopeless and lost and like he's there's no way out is how Dean felt earlier with the, the Malick box, right? No way out. I have no options. If it's not this, I'm going to destroy everything I love and care about Jack's Jackson, very similar situation. So if you want Dean's story to be far more relevant, he has to have his experience tied directly to a decision that has to be made with Jack mm-hmm. in these last three episodes. And it can work and it can be cohesive, Absolutely. but you can't fucking skip around. Now you have to do it now yeah truthfully so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into the discussion of joshua castiel and god as a whole in just a minute the rain man show the rain man show
2: Apparently. Well, fabric of society, so long as they and their weird way of doing sex is, is, is legitimized.
0: That's what they... Their weird way of having sex or doing sex. I mean, gay folk, they're not aliens. They're not from Trisomia 21. <laughs> <laughs> they're human beings. They have sex the same way we do. They don't mind meld in order to fuck. <laughs> now then, They don't they don't place their fingertips together and they're orgasming. I <laughs> mean... The way these, I mean, Thomas. The, oh, Jesus, he's in the studio. Uh, Thomas, I mean, the way the gays uh, sign those leases for the latest Kia excursion. I mean, it's just, it's madness. The way they do those leases and buy those homes. And, you mean and, with a signature the same way everyone else does? I mean, does. their credit ratings are just exuberantly high for, for people. For it's from just, a lack of divorce. It's, it's true. I mean, they live a better life. They have more disposable income than the rest of us. But good golly, they're going to ruin society. <laughs> if anything, we can learn uh, a little bit about economics comics and, and the life savings from the gay community. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For more Rain Man, visit RainMansShow.com. Holodeck 3 program is reinstated. Open Sesame! Is
0: so it the pilot, like, Pike's motivation? Well, they didn't what about did Because it was never aired It until was never a- aired, but...
1: Now that it is, it's answered a lot of questions that a lot of people said was interesting about the menagerie or cage in the menagerie about Mm -hmm. like Pike, or and
0: even Vina, the character that basically Uh. essentially is the love interest of Pike. She's my love interest too. Oh my god, dude! When I saw the old old footage of like all the old Star Trek, I'm like going, man, she was hot back then. Well, then she turns into a haggard hag, and you're like, oh god. Please, please, turn her back. Illusion! Illusion! <laughs> Illusion. Back on, Illusion. Illusion. Illusion! 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 Please, back! Oh <laughs> my god! Star Trek from the holodeck. Exclusively on Rain Man Digital.
2: End simulation. What are you looking
0: at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. Geek <laughs>
1: Out Saturdays. And then, like, ants eat your remains. <laughs> like, those books got real dark.
2: Yeah.
1: For kids. They understand. Or, like, one of
0: them, like, you could. This is, I mean, the this the is fact that Marvel's is. been doing it for 10 years doesn't mean so, it's easy. Hold on, though. Take Marvel out of the equation and okay. forget that they don't even exist. Television has been doing this for decades. <laughs> and I stumbled upon it while I was hunting alligators. And this guy starts whistling at you, he beckons you. So I thought it was a mission, like a side mission. So I went, and then I realized what it was when it was too late. I walked in the guy starts yes. and that's how they go out like cuz the, the rebirth when they ditch the new 52 because the new 52 they weren't always on the best of terms they're back together or you know they end up getting back together because they feel something they don't know they just feel like the universe is pulling them together Check up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday.
2: DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, Rain Man at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to AdamandEve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at AdamandEve.com. Previously on Supernatural The Crossroads.
1: would be my situation. I'd get fucked over on the odds on that one.
0: Yeah. But... There is the that bringing up that question. I'd be killed by the woman in white. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'd be like I'll you take. Would, you'd I'm be like, killed by any I'm like, I'll woman, take you home. ghost. That's like,
1: hey, hey what are you up don't to? Don't fret, I'll take you home. The siren, the woman in white, fucking Abaddon, the Amazon. I would have joined Abaddon, her. the darkness. Any hot girl that showed up, you'd be like, hey, and then dead.
0: Yeah, like Abaddon. <laughs> I will help you. Okay, we will together. We will defeat Sam and Dean. Okay, <laughs> only together can we defeat them.
1: Yeah. welcome back everybody now we're going to get into the discussion of the other half of this episode and that's about castiel finding the samulet again oh so apparently joshua forged an amulet identical in every way to the samulet after the fall as a way to communicate with god and while it was nice to see the Samuel kind of come back into play in some ways, even though it's not the exact same one
0: and bring importance back to a character that they killed off. And so
1: it, unceremoniously it hurt. Yeah. Like,
0: hi, I'm Joshua. Uh,
1: oh, fuck. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. All right. We should have known then. <sighs> yeah. Well, hindsight makes fools of us all, but it does bring up a few logistical questions because yes, God, only spoke to Joshua back in the day. And all of this works just fine up until and through season 11. However, at that point we know for a fact that Chuck said and knows he's like, I am aware of everything that's happening on earth. I know all of it has happened. I know exactly where you guys are at. I know Amaro's a bitch. Like he knows, yeah. he knows everything, but he chose not to interfere so if he says that he hears everyone asking for his help and, and Dean gives him that very painful, heartfelt, you did nothing moment that you've always heard all this suffering and you do nothing. And Chuck full on admits that, then why does the amulet matter? Yeah. Why you don't need it for Chuck to hear you if he's admits he's heard everything and just didn't intervene, just didn't care. So can't... Well, assumingly, doesn't Chuck already know all of what's going on? Yeah, I was a bit thrown off by
0: that. I was like, okay, wait a second. Wait, you need to, like, this all, I'm, yeah. It all worked when we didn't know how it worked. Exactly. <laughs> right. But after season 11, it was, it was clear. Yeah. And once th- it was revealed that God, or that Chuck is God, and that he knows everything that's going on, and that he's, gonna, he's hands off, I mean, why do we need another Samulet? to communicate with him yeah it, it didn't make a lot of sense for me but there are th- ways that we could
1: a a sketch fix this yeah the primary being that it was established by the end of season 11 that chuck and amara would be leaving and they were not
0: clear as to what that meant they were not leaving on a jet plane oh and they didn't know when they'd be back again <laughs> we know that
1: they they didn't say that they would be out of touch on and somewhere else entirely. We, we didn't know of the multiverse and its the extent to which it exists until season thirteen. So is it safe to assume that they went someplace where they actually are disconnected away from other things, off world Maybe different they dimensions?
0: Their headphones are just really loud. Maybe they have some of those new Beats by Dre with that awesome noise cancellation. And, and we'll, they and they just can't. They're just they're just jamming out. And like not hear.
1: Your, your parents are trying to get you to come down for dinner and and have your music too loud okay, so they got to really keep yell at talking,
0: you. Talking guys this is some good stuff. Oh, <laughs> Hold on a second. Keep talking Go ahead.
1: Chuck if I, Chuck I shows up with a pair of headphones, I'm going to smack okay, one. pair of headphones
0: Beats Jesus by Dre. Christ. Okay, here, (laughs) skip this to that. This is good stuff.
1: Everyone likes Beats by Dre. That'll make me cool, right? Yeah, this is sweet. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, I mean, you could argue that. That if they, if Joshua needed that after the fall, so post-season 8, seasons 9, 10, 11, was he off in between in the multiverse, making other worlds, and therefore he can't quite hear as much? Did Chuck come back with Namara's threatened his world and at that point he just caught up on all the information he needed to know Were they disconnected now we also know isn't
0: that the only way it would make sense right it's the only thing that i could like think there's some place where they literally cannot hear or they know nothing because we could ease that's an easy fix honestly it is because yeah. the way they said the way they did toodles and left at the end of season 11 they said they are leaving yeah
1: and they could, if they do come back, they could say, "I was too far away to hear your prayers." You know, you could we argue something We were way past like mile that.
0: marker one billion, and we uh, just we, we, we have a shoddy reception. We heard a well, little was bit. A, oh, we heard Cosmic Entity, Mary, I was John.
1: I I couldn't hear shit.
0: I got to change to Heaven's Verizon instead. Heaven's Heaven Sprint's not very well. I'm on Boost Mobile. Heaven <laughs> Boost. Heaven's Boost. <laughs> just put Heaven in front of all of it. Well,
1: well there's only six angels left. They're they're probably. Not working the board like they should be, right? Yeah.
0: It could also go back to putting emphasis just on Sam and Dean and their importance. As we know, Chuck said before he did two fingers up, deuces, deuces out, yeah. he said, you guys are the chosen ones. You are fully capable of handling things. So he he very well may know what's going on, but he's already told us all. You are capable of doing this. You and all the other chosen ones, and maybe season fifteen will focus on that. Maybe we won't see God until the very end. Maybe, maybe we what we'll see is the Winchester, the assembly of the chosen ones, whether it be Donatello, Jack, uh, Sam, Mary, uh, Dean Dean
1: Castiel, uh, all
0: these people that they have gathered throughout the last few years what if it turns out that these are the chosen ones and honestly i would love it if castiel ends up being that that'd be sweet i feel like he's earned it right yeah i feel like he's been around for so long now in this show that they've got to put the emphasis on his importance now as a character and what he means to the bigger story of sam and dean winchester and if they put that spotlight on him that he's also a part of that group he is the chosen ones how fucking satisfying would that be for all of us fans? yeah and then even if you're not a castiel fan it would suddenly make sense why he's been here it why would justify had so many why many opportunities
1: here. came back time and time again exactly. was so heavily involved yeah it makes all of it make sense yeah
0: and, and yeah, and it would be seamless. It would be, it would need no explanation. Yeah. It would make perfect sense to all of us.
1: It, and truthfully, that would make a little bit more sense than God was just like acting like he's on vacation and your boss calls you and he knows you can get the phone call. But Straight it's the weekend to voicemail. And you just silence it right away because you're not coming in on a Saturday. Yeah. Fuck
0: that. Yeah, they can handle it. They're the chosen they got ones. It. <laughs> I think they got I I the a promotion. He's I've, the chosen one. I think I've actually said that to employees before. I'm like, you know what? You guys got this handled.
1: Yeah, <laughs> don't call me. See you later. Exactly. <laughs> now, again, we could the other argument or not not so much argument, but the reason as to why Chuck and Amara might get involved cuz th- theoretically they didn't get they didn't get bothered as at all when Lucifer was free, when the apocalypse was going to happen, when the Leviathans were set free on earth, when angels got kicked out of the the nest. It wasn't until Amara, the sec the only other being of equal stature Showed up that Chuck came back to the playing field. Yeah. It has been established time and time again that Jack is of unknown power and Lord only knows what he's capable of. So it makes sense that maybe where he's at could be a reason as to why they'd show up again. If he's the only one who's been able to wake things from the empty. Hell, you could even argue that Lucifer was only able to hear Nick's prayers because he had consumed Jack's grace prior to death.
0: And they have been really stressing the idea that, I mean, there was an episode, Unnatural, what was it called? Unhuman nature. Unhuman nature, and that he's an abomination. So anything he does, these big mistakes aren't just, oh, well, he made a mistake like, Mm -hmm. like Sammy used to do and Dean. No, this is, this is cosmic consequences type things. These are catastrophic events. That's what we keep hearing. Yeah. That's why the angels were so intent on killing any Nephilim. Because whenever a human or an angel would produce or fuck (laughs) have offspring it could bring about catastrophic events. So imagine Lucifer, the angel. There's got to be those consequences and we're going to start seeing them. So there's a lot of things stacking up, and and you're right. Like this, this is the moment when Chuck might pop back in, especially with this with this cosmic entity. I mean, not only did you know Nick kill, he killed Nick. I'm sorry. Not only did Jack kill Nick in a very painful and gruesome way, Jack Mm -hmm. is not okay. And if you have a Nephilim who's an abomination, that's not okay. Okay,
1: Is, in any way, that's, that's going to be a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah, even after the attack, after he killed, um, uh, Nick, he was suffering. I don't think well, he was upset. Like broke. Yeah, I don't think I, I, there were some people talking on the internet that oh, he was, um, he, he was, um. He was stressed out. He couldn't handle what was happening. I'm like, no, there were noises. He had a headache. Something happened when Mm -hmm. he killed Nick. He was hearing something. It opened up some doorway,
1: some doom. And I think that will be part of where we lead to because it's one of two things, three things, I guess, at this point. You know, as you said, we know he's an abomination. He doesn't belong. He's fucking up with the cosmos. He is the one responsible for waking the cosmic entity. He could be the reason as to why Lucifer could hear Nick's prayers because he was, whether it's because Jack weakened the barrier, he was the first person to crack into the void, the empty, yeah, and allow Cassiel to wake. He was the reason Lucifer had a more powerful Nephilim grace. Maybe yeah. that affected his cosmic being, you know, perhaps... Perhaps Jack's meddling has affected either the cosmic entity now it's pissed, or Lucifer is now awake and and is a threat again, or somehow will come back more powerful perhaps, or as uh, Nil said, god's the only one who can restore your soul, and it might be that he's the only way that that's the only way that Jack can reel it in truthfully. Go back to being normal because since his creation. His existence has fucked with the foundational forces of our universe. He has split holes in reality. Monsters and creatures have transversed multiple times, including people. It has allowed for Michael to transport himself over to our world and almost nuke that entire thing. The cosmic entity woke up from a nap on the wrong side of the fucking bed. All kinds of things have happened since he showed up. Yeah. So you take all that and, and, and throw in the fact that he's borderline soulless or he's like 51% 49, like the Rain Man show, <laughs>
0: like, 51% douche,
1: 49%. 51% soul, 49% douche. <laughs> like, it could be a factor. Yeah. You know, and the, the, him hearing something, cause it, it seemed like he was in pain beyond just. Like he felt bad that Mary said, Hey, something's wrong with you, but he was physically in pain Whether that was angel radio or something else. It seems like it's setting up for where he needs to go. It's set up for what's left. And I, I don't think it hit, it had anything to do with Nick. I think him killing Nick was frankly made sense. Like they let him go too many times and look at how many people died and what happened. And Jack from a, childish robotic almost logic standpoint he's a bad guy he deserved it so i took him out now yes it was a little violent but could you blame him
0: right who cares you no know, it makes sense Truthfully, It makes sense from someone who's naive and and lacking a soul i still don't think jack yeah. is evil i mean look no. at sam sam wasn't evil i mean look at people it doesn't that make you evil look As donatello said at, yeah there are people that are evil it just makes them more inclined to do things that they that the dark side of themselves, their base are nature me. would do. Yeah, the animalistic instincts, if you will. Yeah. Without it's, any barriers, like moral or ethical barriers. And it it kind of could play back
1: into what Michael said. You know, we're different. You'll look at them differently as time goes on. Yeah. And all of that could be the Emperor's whisperings to Anakin between Lucifer and Michael saying these things, and Mary. <sighs> Frankly, fucking up as a parent yeah. at that moment. Oh, why? And saying, Yeah, you know, uh you're fucking weird, kid. What? Oh, yeah. What? Why? He's clearly not stable.
0: Do not say that yeah, right now. I would have said, Hey, let's just go home. And no, I'm not going to tell Sam. No,
1: you're end. fine. I'm not going to tell them shit. You want some ice cream on the way, buddy?
0: Yeah. And I'm, then you I'm, get home and
1: you're like, Okay, we need to sit the fuck down. He just, he toasted that dude mary like marshmallow s'mores shit
0: mary missed the entire entire childhood aspect angst teen because you never make a scene in a a grocery store or when they're friends over it's when they leave you're like oh you're gonna get it now (laughs) you let
1: everyone think everything's okay is that her lack of being there as a parent that has yeah, she suffered forgot. for that? <laughs>
0: she she wasn't really a parent. she never really well, raised kids. She doesn't have any experience. You know,
1: and I couldn't help but feel a little bit like, eh, it's a bit hypocritical. You've murked how many people over the years? Yeah, that's true. Sam and Dean alone have a death count of a small, but,
0: you know, but ecological it, disaster. <laughs> but it comes down to how he did it. I think that's and what her that point was. That is true. It is He said the way he did it was it was a slow
1: painful what? death argument sake I don't remember that Rougarou in season 12 having a great time with that microwave machine
0: well, she was having a great time with catch she just <laughs> she was you know, so as, long as, you're, her on. as
1: long as you're getting horny out of it yeah it's okay it was part of the foreplay Tom don't hate on foreplay again Thomas <laughs> the knife play is that what it is it's a little dangerous but it's exciting
0: it's Rougarou play
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I mean ultimately what it comes down to is whatever happened whether it's because his powers are out of balance because he's out of balance with his soul, because something greater was trying to whisper to him because the void between the empty and reality has was ripped open in a a stunning visual effect way. He's not right. And it hurt Mary. Ultimately he lashed out intentionally or not. She, something happened, you know, and I, I do think it kind of needs to be more gravitas than simply, oh she got knocked down and her head hurts that we've seen before because it needs to be
0: something demented as fuck
1: it's very telling that in this episode mary basically said i'm proud of you goodbye to both dean and sam something that john winchester did where he didn't say goodbye so much as it was i'm proud of you and perhaps that's how the winchesters
0: say wait so you think that she said it you think she's done i think
1: she's done this is my speculation. Or do you now. think
0: they're just building that suspense? Because I do agree with you. At, at they're the coming to, to a reason. They, to they, it. they built it up. Meaning, at the very beginning of the episode, they I, I figured something was going to happen to her. Either she oh, was yeah. going to be, you know, temporarily sidelined, or her life would be in jeopardy. Because they did lay it on thick. She was being extra nice. She she was saying I goodbye. Been
1: there more saying things like that. I she's saying goodbye now. Whether or not. Jack will be the one who just killed her or she'll be on, you know, like Bobby in season seven on death's store for a couple of episodes. And that might be the end of season 14 could be, maybe it's leading into something else. And, and, you know, truthfully, death isn't the end. We could have her die now. And if Chuck or somebody comes back, she comes back in season 15.
0: If they're going to go this it route, it seemed
1: very, very let's set the brickwork.
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! For
1: this to have a greater impact than simply oh she he hurt her, I think it's going to be more than that.
0: I feel like because he doesn't understand his power, how many times have we seen him do things accidentally? Yeah, I think it would work in various different ways, but it should be in a form of an accident. Maybe he poofed her out of existence. She's just gone. She's just
1: gone. She's just doesn't know where she went.
0: And then once Jack figures things out, it'll be easier to bring her back either sometime next season or later this year. Who knows? But they could use that as an interesting way to kind of get the ball rolling when it comes to Jack being viewed as a danger. Because imagine if they find out, Sam and Dean, that Jack was responsible for their mother's disappearance.
1: Well, so this might be a little spoilery, but the titles of the next episodes have finally come out. The very next episode, Mary's dead absence.
0: Oh, I thought the title was Mary's dead.
1: <laughs> no absence. Jack in the box, the Malik box we just
0: talked about. Oh, and then Moriah. Oh, maybe he is going to be put in the malik box. Like I said,
1: Moriah. Do you know what that is? No, that Ma- is Moriah Carey, the singer. The the mountaintop upon which Abraham was t- to sacrifice his son. Isaac. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we have Mary's absence leads to Jack going in the box and they try to make a sacrifice of him, but something else happens, something intervenes, God himself intervenes, Lucifer intervenes. I think we could see where the last bit of the season could go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's this episode had a lot of suspense to it. It had a lot of buildup. Finally. It was a little odd to me that it's that this season's second half has, has gone the way it has because it feels almost with the last two that we had don't go in the woods and peace of mind after Ouroboros, Ouroboros, like we were trying to reignite a fire that should have been stoked this whole time that in this episode alone, we, we dialed it up to 11 with Jack and he's gone over the edge and Nick's involved and Lucifer's walking through the empty, you know, Stargate kind of thing. And Mary's life is in danger and all these things are happening. Not that I don't like them, but it, yeah. it, it does feel odd that we had this like weird pause break as we were supposed to be coming to the the ramping up period. I mean, is that just me? Am I, I'm kind of just talking stream of consciousness at this point. No, I see Like you're trying to reignite a fire that should have been continuously burning. At well, It feels
0: like we had our first chapter and it closed out after Michael was killed. Yeah. And now this is, they, they kind of stutter stepped for a couple episodes and now they're starting a new chapter. It does feel a bit jarring. I don't know if it's bad because I don't, I won't, I can't really say that until, until the end of the season. It could work out just fine. Could yeah. I don't know if we're that optimistic. Well, I mean, nothing has been done. That's terrible. No, you know, everything's been okay for the most part. Yeah, unless Mary's dead. well If Mary's just simply dead, that's that's weak. No, it is. I don't it mind. I don't mind if she dies eventually, but there's got to be a better build up than simply dropping some breadcrumbs in the same episode and then Any, getting like right one her. bad parenting moment results in her <laughs> yeah, getting banished that, to the that's nether not realm. Just weak. That's bad. Yeah, that would be bad. Writing, yeah, and I can't imagine Meredith Glenn, you know, writing an episode. That. Yeah, I, yeah, I can.
1: All right. Well, with that, I mean, what are your final thoughts on this episode as a whole? Um, how did it work for you? Where do you feel like it?
0: Where do you feel like it's going? I like this episode quite a bit. Uh, Meredith Glenn usually puts out some great work. I did like how she was contrasting the actions of our heroes with the villains. Uh, one thing that really stood out for me was when Sam choked out Nick and yeah. stopped when he realized he was about to murder him in a very inhumane way.
1: Yeah. And
0: then a few moments later we see Jack kill Nick in a manner that immediately made yep. me think of Sam and the choice he made. Uh This kind of sums up Jack's issues in a nutshell. He's still Jack, but without his soul, he's making all the wrong choices. Uh, I love also when they put the emphasis back on Sam and Dean, you know, spotlighting how, different they are from everyone else it's the one thing this show has always kept consistent That these there's something special about these two yep. and when you get episodes like that it just reaffirms the core theme of this show I also like how they've used Nick this season it's a very poetic way to show the audience the other side of the mirror Sam could very well have ended up just like mm-hmm. Nick if he had allowed himself to be and it places the importance on What? Family and the strength you can draw from them. Sam was able to make it through because he had the support of his family, his brother, his friends. And this episode being written by Meredith Glenn, I've got to think that she was using alcoholism or addiction as a theme of sorts. How does an addiction get through, you know, how does an addict, I should say, get through his addiction? Typically, he's got to have a strong support system. Yeah. Uh, Nick has never had that. And he's a lonely shell of a man that is far too weak to even handle the death of his family. And his only means of solace is the embrace of the very person or thing that killed his family. It's tragic. That's some Shakespearean level shit. Um, I had some issues with the Methuselah aspect. I just, just
1: casually thrown in there.
0: Yeah. I just felt like they, they, they relied too much on his name to explain who he was. There was little to no reason explained why Joshua would choose to find refuge with this man or who they went to
1: college together.
0: He actually is. They literally gave him an iconic name from the Bible and we just could assume the rest. And he was a guy that was I felt really weak, <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. weak. I, I honestly I had problems with all of the Castiel storyline as a whole. I felt like it didn't make a lot of sense. The whole amulet aspect—we already know God can can hear everything, so why mm-hmm. do we need something to actually directly talk to him? Uh, again, that could be just—that could end up being just fine with a couple words and explanation as to why they need an amulet now for God to hear them.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So yeah.
1: So is that a is that a B?
0: I don't rate episodes. I'm gonna anymore. I'm
1: gonna put you down for a B. Okay, Plus.
0: you can do what you wish.
1: Yeah, you smarmy fuck. Um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting as we've gotten to this point in this season. It does have a lot of things that Supernatural has done well and and has stayed true to family themes. The I, Nick has perhaps been one of the greatest elements of this season. Like you said, the dark mirror of where Sam could have gone had things been different. You know, Nick is everything Lucifer wanted to happen to Sam. And it was just simply that Sam's life, those people in his life, outside it, it, the, the family relationship was so much stronger than what Lucifer could have broken down. Because Nick is what he wanted. Somebody broken who would come crawling back and be happy to be a part of it. And Sam was never that. I think Jared gets uh, not enough praise for his more subtle portrayals, the slamming Jack or Jack slamming Nick into the wall just by seeing him again, being so irate and raged as to seeing his failures brought before him, seeing his past and what could have been dangled in front of him yet again. And the, the little nuances as Nick says to him, he's trying to bring Lucifer back and you see Jared's Sam's face just for a brief moment. You see the fear again I liked a lot of that. This episode had a lot of nice suspense and truthfully the, the Lucifer Jack part all works. It's stuff that we've seen build up and, and play into this season for quite some time now. And with Jack, since he was introduced, I think that we really have to see how the Dean Michael story works with this season 13 had a, had a hard break between where we thought we were going and where we ultimately ended up. And I don't want this season to fall victim to that again. And I think Dean was where we were going and what we thought was going to be a big player with Michael. I think that we can switch to Jack. That is okay. It is doable. But if it's just a hard break to where none of the previous elements are relevant to the end of the season events, that's a mistake. We need to see how, Dean's experiences will affect his decision-making in regards to Jack and how that'll have ramifications that will lead us into the following season. It needs to work out that way. Um, So while I like a lot of that part, the, I agree with you, the Castiel and NIL bits didn't really seem to work. Uh, It felt like just a way in which we could say, Hey, God might show up again. Methuselah's casual, you know, he was my old college roommate level, involvement in the story felt very odd. Um Aniel doesn't contribute anything to the story. She feels like she's a care a side character from Clueless that was brought in
0: it just, just felt to
1: like, get a pair of earrings and it didn't seem like that was any real incentive for anything.
0: Yeah, it just and felt Castiel, like a way to get Castile to talk.
1: It just felt like a reason for Castile to be away yeah. at the moment. And it it felt like it was there without purpose. So overall I I'd say I, because of how much I enjoyed the other stuff, it's a B B plus episode for me. So we only have three episodes left though. And I think the titles do give us a little bit of foreshadowing speculation. We can have between absence Jack in the box and Mariah, the, Malik box should come back into play. Otherwise that is just a random thing we did for about two to three episodes. And with such vivid imagery of Dean being at the bottom of the ocean, I think it'd be a shame not to bring that back to the forefront, especially in the season in which they went to any lengths they could to bring Jack back to have to then like Abraham potentially sacrifice him for the good of humanity, for the good of everyone that could be some really classic Winchester single man tier moments for the end of this season. But it all comes into how do how do these final parts play out? I'm excited. I am. I think we have a very strong direction to go. I just think we need to make sure that everything that's been put before this season has relevance and ties back into where we're going.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. We can't
1: lose sight of where we were just to have a bridge season. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So I think that's going to do it here for Supernatural Crossroads. We will have 3 episodes left then we will have our year-end retrospective collective Whee! what did this whole season mean? Hopefully in one of those 4 episodes Ryan will show up.
0: <laughs> no, he he will be back for sure for the season finale. Yes, he will. as well as the
1: um post-season the review. The year-end review. Yeah. So with that, we want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen, and we'll see you all next time. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.